great time. And we, uh, we talked about the story of Joseph throughout the week, and it's pretty cool because Pastor Gilbert has been walking us through the book of Genesis and the story of Joseph as well. So each day, um, as Charles has mentioned, there was a Bible point, and after each Bible point, we would say, true that. Can we do that together? True that. Right, so that's kind of another way of saying, amen, we believe that, that's true. Another way to reinforce what we've learned. Um, so every time I say the Bible point, I invite you to do true that with me. Okay, so let's start with day one. Day one, God gives us hope. True that. Okay, so on day one, we learned um, that Joseph was mistreated by his brothers. They, they hated him. They took away his coat. They threw him into a well, and then they sold him into slavery to Egypt, which ended up not being such a bad thing because he ended up at Potiphar's house. He was put in charge, but then he was thrown into prison for something he didn't do. But we learned that Joseph still had hope in God because um, despite his difficult circumstances, so that really challenged us to have hope in difficult situations as well. Every morning for VBS, uh, two of our worship team members prepared a skit um, to teach the kids about the Bible point. So I'm going to invite um, McCaig and Sabines to share with us day one of their skit. All right. Good morning, everyone. So contrary to what some of you guys may think, my name's actually Sabines. Uh, Yeah, only Sabines, that's my name. And so I just wanted to share with you guys a really exciting story uh, from the past week. And can I help you? I don't really want to talk about it. Well, sometimes you feel better after talking about it. Fine. By the way, my name's Sabines. What's your name? McCake. What? McCake. No, what? McCake! Oh, sorry. Hi, McCake. Everyone say hi, McCake. Hi, McCake. So, what seems to be the problem today? My entire restaurant burnt down. That's horrible. How did that happen? My Sphinx decided to throw a party in my restaurant. It was lit. So lit that the entire restaurant burnt down. Oh my goodness. The cake. I am so sorry about that really lit party. And, you know, I'm extra sorry about your Sphinx. But here's the thing God gives us hope. True that. Um, who's God? Well, you see, He created me, He created you, and He created all the kids in this room. Kids? People. (laughs) So tell me more about this God character. Well, he knows everything and anything, and he knows all about your troubles, just like how your restaurant burnt down. But you know what? Even though life gives us troubles, God gives us hope. Wow. Thanks, Sabines. Um, I think I know that even though my restaurant burnt down, I can trust on God because God has a plan for me. I'm going to go walk my Sphinx now. Bye. Bye. Everyone say bye, McCake. Bye, McCake. So here's, that was a little glimpse of VBS. And um, 
a lot of times in, in our lives, we, we go through different trials as well. Um, I don't know what you may be facing right now. It could be a very difficult time. Um, it could be a struggle. It Maybe you're feeling very discouraged or disappointed. Um, but the scripture reminds us um, in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, that the Lord has a plan for us, a plan for a hopeful hope and a future. And just like Joseph and just like McCaig, um, we can have hope and even in tough times. So I encourage you to hold on to God's promises. Day two, God gives us special abilities. True that. All right. So on day two, we learned that Joseph was given the special ability to interpret dreams. Um, and he used that special ability to help Pharaoh figure out what his dreams about the cows and grain meant. Um, that eventually got him out of jail. Okay, I want you to take a look at this picture. Um, there's also there's also a picture in your uh, bulletin of the DBS helpers, and I, I just I I, I want to show you this, um, and I know that's not that's not all the helpers because there are so many helpers, and um, it's just a very beautiful picture of how when we come together and we use the gifts and abilities that God has given us, it's a beautiful thing. Um, we have different people doing different things. We have people singing and dancing. Well, everybody's singing and dancing. Um, we have people playing music. We got people playing, um, working with older kids, working with younger kids. We have people helping with crafts and decorations, first aid, food, um, administrative tasks, like scheduling, finances, so many different things. Um, and who can forget the general helpers who help set up tents, take down the tents, move the boxes, tables. And I was joking. Um, the other day with a few other people that I will make the worst general helper because I ask too many questions. So when, when, they, when people ask me to do something, I'm just like, why? Why do you need this? And, but we have some awesome um, all-star general helpers. That when you ask them to do something, they, they just do it. Um, and I feel like that's a special ability um, to just, hey, I'm, I'm going to help you out and no questions asked. Um, and when we talk about special abilities, maybe um, we don't feel that special about the, the abilities that God has given us. But I want, I want um, to really encourage you to think about all your abilities, whether you feel like they're special or not, because they are, they are given to you by God. Um, Romans 12 says that in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, so I encourage you to, where you are, what, whatever you have, um, just to use those gifts to serve others, to, to serve the people of God, serve the church, and, and ultimately serve God. And, and it's a beautiful thing. And not, not just for VBS Sunday, not for, just for VBS, but throughout the year. And I want to add um, passions and interests in there. God has given us different interests and passions. And if all of us were the same, it just wouldn't be the same. Uh, it, just, it, it just won't be as beautiful when we come together. Um, so we're going to move on to day three. God gives us wisdom. True that. So on day three, we learned that Joseph was put in charge by Pharaoh to take care of the whole food situation in Egypt because we knew that there was going to be seven years of plentiful harvest followed by seven years of famine. And, and it was a very, very important job. And Joseph needed wisdom from God to, to handle that task. We're going to switch gears here for a moment. We're going to do a little activity. This is a very short activity. So I want you to talk to the person next to you. I'm going to give you a couple questions. Would you rather 
have a dog or a cat? Okay, here's another one. Would you rather Would you rather have three arms or three legs? Three arms or three legs? Okay, let's do one more, one more. Would you rather Would you rather have the hiccups for the rest of your life or always feel like you're half to sneeze but not be able to? All right. So, obviously, obviously these are these are silly silly kinds of questions, silly kinds of choices and decisions that you have to make. It doesn't really matter, but in in your life, I'm sure there there are a lot more serious um, uh, decisions and choices you have to make. Um, choices, decisions about family, about relationships, about school, about work, um, about finances. Um, there's just so many, and so many of these decisions are difficult. They are hard. But how often do do we leave God out of the equation when we make decisions? Um, we we just kind of just go with what we feel. Okay. I think I can do this, or no, this won't work. And we make our pros and cons chart, and we're like, okay, this this would be really good, but this would be really bad. But how often do we bring God into the equation? James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. So I, I just want to challenge you to to really seek God, God for wisdom when you're making decisions. Um, and it's a daily challenge. And it's and it's not easy, um, but I want to challenge you to make decisions that are that would honor God, that would be wise and honoring to God. Moving on to day four. God gives us forgiveness. True that. So on day four, we learned that Joseph sees his brothers again, and he was really, really, really angry. Um, and it must have been really, really difficult for him to forgive. And we talked about how, yeah, it. it Oftentimes, it is hard to forgive, when, especially when you're hurt, when you're angry, when you're mad. Um, I, want to, I want to show you a video, um, but before I show you that, I just want to set up this clip. Um, there's this man who will be speaking. He, his name is Monty Williams. He happens to be um, a coach in the NBA. His, his wife, Ingrid, um, was killed in a car accident early this year. Um, he was, she was hit by uh, a drunk driver. Apparently... Uh, the driver was going at 92 miles per hour in a 40 mile per hour zone. And so this is the situation. Monty's wife is killed, and he gives a eulogy. And every time I watch the video, um, his words really touch me. And so I just encourage you to really listen to uh, what he has to say. And my wife would punch me if I were to sit up here and whine about what's going on. That doesn't take away the pain. But it will work out because God causes all things to work out. You just can't quit. You can't give in. See, the Bible says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And America teaches us to just numb that, and it's not true, but it is true. All you got to do is look around you. Get outside of these walls, and you know it's true. This will work out. Doesn't mean it's not hard. Doesn't mean it's not painful. 
doesn't mean we don't have tough times and we're going to have tough times. What we need is the Lord. And that's what my wife tried to exhibit every single day. Now, I'm going to close with this, and I think it's the most important thing that we need to understand. Everybody's praying for me and my family, which is right. But let us not forget that there were two people in this situation. And that family needs prayer as well. And we have no ill will towards that family. In my house, we have a sign that says, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We cannot serve the Lord if we don't have a heart of forgiveness. That family didn't wake up wanting to hurt my wife. Life is hard. It is very hard. And that was tough. But we hold no ill will towards the Donaldson family. And we, as a group, brothers united in unity, should be praying for that family because they grieve as well. So let's not lose sight of what's important. God will work this out. My wife is in heaven. God loves us. God is love. And when we walk away from this place today, let's celebrate. Because my wife is where we all need to be. And I'm envious of that. But I got five crumb snatchers I got to deal with. <laughs> I love you guys for taking time out of your day to celebrate my wife. We didn't lose her. When you lose something, you can't find it. I know exactly where my wife is. I'll miss holding her hand. I'll miss talking with my wife. Um, Sam and Coach Donovan probably couldn't figure out why I always wanted to get out of the office. Uh, me and Mo Cheeks. Um, Mo probably wanted to go do something else. But we always wanted to get out of the office. I just enjoy being with my wife. I enjoy being with my family. And most of the times we didn't do anything. We'd just be at the house sitting around um, doing nothing. I'm going to miss that. Let's not lose sight of what's important. God is important. What Christ did on the cross is important. Let's not lose sight of that family that also lost someone that they love. I love you guys. I hope I get a chance to hug and shake a hand and give a kiss on the cheek. But let's keep what's important at the forefront. Thank you. So every every time I, I watched that, it, it was like, it was very powerful for me um, to, to see someone who obviously is hurt and who obviously is struggling and is in pain, but still ha have a heart of forgiveness. Um, and it reminds uh, me of who our God is. Our God is a forgiving God. He is a loving God. Um, in, in Nehemiah, it says, um, but you are a God um, of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry and rich in unfailing love. And this is, um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of times we hold on, we hold on to our anger, hold on to our pain, hold on to the hurt that people have caused us. And, and, and we say we believe in God, and we, but we often aren't thinking about and remembering that God is a God of forgiveness, and he calls us to forgive as well. Which leads us to our final day, day five. God gives us a family. True that. So on day five, we learn that um, Joseph is reunited with his family, including his dad. 
Um, but we we talk more about not just about his 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 earthly kind of family. Um, we we talked about how we're children of God. Um, let's go to the Galatians verse. Uh, Galatians three says, "For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus." So that means that this is an, this is an invitation. It's, it's an invitation to be part of the family of God. But we just don't become family of God just automatically. Notice how it says, through faith in Christ Jesus. And, and what, what Monty Williams said, here's an important thing. God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to forgive us, to save us, to give us a new life, to set us free. And it's through, Christ in, it's through our faith in Christ Jesus that we can be children of God, that we can be part of this family of God. Um, I want to close uh, with by reading a passage from Acts 4, um, verses 8 to 12. And verse 12 is actually on our t-shirts this year, as our theme verse. Um, and we'll, we'll, I'll start reading from verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to tell the people of Israel that all that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you build is rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. No other name is our theme for this year. There's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. It's all about a relationship with Jesus. And um, it's, it's all about a relationship with Jesus. We, I want to invite the worship team to come. We're going to sing a song uh, called Mighty to Save. Um, and as, as we sing, I just want to invite um, the, maybe, maybe you're here and, and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't have, you, don't, you haven't put your trust in Jesus. And I want to ex- encourage you to really explore that faith. Ask questions. What is this Christian faith all about? Who is this Jesus that came to save? Like, why does it have to be the cross? Ask difficult questions. Explore your faith. Um, and for those of us who, who are followers of, of God, who have faith in, in Jesus, I want to challenge you to respond in worship. Respond in praise and adoration for, for what Jesus has done for us. And every time we come to worship, it's every time we come to worship, not just on VBS Sunday, but every Sunday, we should be praising and giving glory to God. We're, we're not just here just, just to sit and casually or apathetically apathetically just sit in church. We're here as a family, as children of God, to praise God for what he has done. So I invite you to stand. Um, and let us sing, Mighty to Save. Our God is mighty to save. Jesus conquered the grave. He, he took away our sins, and he set us free. So let us, let us respond. Mm-hmm.